The peace of our Lord be with you. The disciples gathered around Jesus and told Jesus all that they had done. And Jesus said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. Every time the lectionary places in our path those words from today's gospel lesson, we get to listen in as Jesus tries to help his first followers establish what we might call healthy boundaries. Boundaries between work and rest, activity and stillness. The disciples have just reported to Jesus on where they have been, who they have helped, and what they have done. After which, Jesus encourages them to practice what we would now call self-care, inviting them to stop, be still, and rest. Today's Gospel lesson reminding us that it is important for us to draw boundaries. After which, today's gospel lesson also reminds us that it can be as difficult to keep boundaries as it is important to draw them. No sooner does Jesus help the disciples establish some boundaries around the limits of their energy then those same plans for rest get set aside. The plan started out well enough in verse 31, where Jesus said, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. In verse 32, the disciples did exactly that. They went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. But then, their good plan had to be set aside. When in verses 33 and 34, the gospel lesson says that many saw them going and recognized them and hurried there on foot and arrived ahead of them. And as Jesus went ashore, he saw the great crowd and had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And right back, to teaching and healing and helping, they all went. Jesus asking the same disciples to whom he had just given the day off to come up with a plan for feeding 5,000 uninvited guests. Needless to say, while we must always be careful about drawing a straight line from any Bible story to our lives, that does seem to be a wonderfully real-world picture of the complexity of boundary-keeping. We recognize immediately the wisdom of what Jesus told his disciples in today's Gospel lesson when Jesus told them to stop, go away, get away from it all, and rest a while. We recognize the wisdom in that because we know that humans have limits. If we were God, we could do everything for everyone. 
But we are not, so we cannot. We recognize the good wisdom in what Jesus said to his disciples when Jesus said to them in the gospel lesson that they needed to stop. It always fascinates me. I've read that passage hundreds of times in my life. And after the disciples report on all the places they've been and the people they've helped and the things they've done, I still always expect Jesus to say, well, get back out there and do some more, don't you? But no, Jesus said, well, good. Now let's stop. Find some place where no one can find us and rest a while. We recognize the wisdom in that because we know that humans have limits. And that means humans need boundaries. And that means sometimes we have to say no even to good things. Sometimes we have to say no even to very important opportunities and responsibilities. That is how we establish boundaries, by owning our limits. It is as much a part of spiritual maturity to own our limits as it is to recognize our gifts. So we establish boundaries by owning our limits and by embracing the fact that sometimes no is absolutely as sacred an answer as yes. Important steps toward the kind of boundaries Jesus drew for Jesus' disciples in today's gospel lesson when he told them to stop and rest, but then immediately redrew when they looked up and saw the hurting, hungry multitude. The kind of need they couldn't not respond to. All of which seems to me to be a very clear-eyed snapshot of real life in the real world. Thoughtful boundary making and compassionate boundary moving, both a part of our lives as followers of Jesus. Saying no to some good things because we have to learn to be content to live within our limits while also responding with compassion to specific situations and needs, we can't not respond to things our inner moral compass will not let us not do, which can sometimes make our already full lives too full, raising for all of us at different times in our lives the boundary question. How can we do all to which we feel called by the Spirit of God while also remaining centered, paying attention 
and being fully present where we are. Of course, it has to be said that the more family responsibilities we have, the more complex those questions become. And in some stages of life, boundary keeping is simpler than it is in other chapters of our lives. That has to be acknowledged anytime we talk about any of this sort of thing. Having said that, though, there, there is a way of being in the world which may be to some degree available to all of us, no matter what our age or stage in life. A way of moving through the day which almost sometimes nearly makes the boundary questions not matter so much. I'm not talking here about the boundaries between right and wrong, between true and false. I'm talking about a very specific kind of boundary, the boundary between busyness and stillness, between work and rest. There's a way of moving through the day which can almost make that boundary question, if not disappear, at least not matter so much. The Quakers call it living from a quiet center so that all of our yeses and noes come from the same place. They're not competing with each other. They're all just rising from the same quiet center. The Quaker Thomas Kelly, who died when he was only 48 years old, called it living life simultaneously on two levels. My dear friend Kirby Godsey put Thomas Kelly's little book, A Testament of Devotion, in my hand when I was in my early 30s. As much as any book I've ever read, to the extent that you can ever say a book changed your life, that's a lot to say, isn't it? But to the extent that any book ever has, that one did. It's old, it's dated, it was written in the 1940s, it has all kinds of language in it that I don't use, but oh, In that book, Thomas Kelly talks about how we we can come to a place in our lives where we simultaneously are living on two levels. On one level, we are going about whatever busyness and business we have to go about throughout the entire day. And on another level, simultaneously, we are living in a prayerful, thoughtful, mindful way. So no matter how many places we have to be in a day or things we have to do or people we have to help or respond to or be responsible for, while on one level we may appear to be moving very rapidly from one thing to the next, on a deeper level, simultaneously, we're living and moving and thinking in a very mindful, thoughtful, prayerful way. Now, I learned about that when I was about 35. 
and now I'm about 65. And so I haven't like learned how to do it yet. <laughs> but the idea of it is about the finest thing I've ever stumbled across. It makes me think of that incredible poem of Mary Oliver's where she says, I am so distant from the hope of myself in which I have goodness and discernment and never hurry through the world, but walk slowly and bow often. Sometimes when I'm going through a parking lot or on my way someplace, I will actually say to myself, sometimes out loud, walk slowly, bow often. Walk slowly, bow often. Center down. Yes, you have a long list of things to do and places to be. And, you can move through the day in what I call a Quaker quiet way. Write that in my prayer journal nearly every morning of my life. Lord, help me to move through all the things that are waiting on me today in a Quaker quiet way. Walk slowly, bow often, And it's almost as though while you're walking really fast <laughs> on the inside, you are <laughs> walking slowly, bowing often, staying centered. Um, and it's almost as though the, the boundary question doesn't matter so much anymore. Because it's no longer that you're either doing this or this. It's just that now you're living your life. And everything is emerging from the same center. And as William Blake said, we are put on earth for a little space to learn to bear the beams of love. That's why we're here. Not going to be here forever. Someday's going to be the last day. We're going to die. And between now and then, how do we want to spend the one and only life we're ever going to have? There's plenty to do, more than we can do. We have limits to own. We have good no's to say. We have yeses to say that our inner moral compass will not let us refuse. And a thousand obligations, but it's all one life. And they say that we can live it in a centered way. 
I hope to get there someday. If you get there before I do, tell me how. Amen.